Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That with me, Josh Hallam. And me, Alice Oliver. This is the podcast where we talk about films that we think are underrated, underappreciated, or we just wanted to talk about them. We're also going to get stuck into some classic films that one of us maybe hasn't seen and maybe throw in some great guests along the way. So we'll start, as we do every week, with a random question. Alice, the Beatles or the Stones? So I I do enjoy both. I do enjoy both. But if I had to pick one, I would say the Beatles because Eight Days a Week is one of my favourite songs ever. I just love it. It's such a bop. It's so, like, cute and cheery and romantic and all those just lovely things rolled into one. Real good mood lifter, I think. Mm. I feel that way about a lot of the Beatles songs, actually. Mm. Mm. Um, I re- Yeah, but I reckon, on the whole, probably Beatles. But the Stones do have, like, you know, it gets a bit heavier. You get a bit more out of the guitars, I reckon, with the Stones, for sure. What about you? Uh, I should say, by the way, I meant the Rolling Stones. Not if there's a, there's a oh, band out there called yeah. the Stones. Sorry to convey <laughs> oh, with, with yeah. the Beatles. <laughs> Um, um, I, I'm the same as you. I like both. I'd probably say if push comes to shove, I'd I prefer the Rolling Stones. But mm. it's it's like it's not. It's almost not a fair fight because the Beatles did like ten <laughs> years and the Stones have been around for like sixty years. So but it feels the beat the Beatles feels like longer, doesn't it? I know. Doesn't I know. it feel like so much longer? Yeah. I feel like they got a lot out in that. 10 yeah. years, didn't like, they? Prolific, weren't they? Like, I mean, I don't, I'm no expert, but like you say, you just did so much in so little time. But I mean, both are good. Oh, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't switch either of them off, I reckon. You wouldn't turn down free tickets to a gig. What is your favorite <laughs> Stone song? Ooh, um, I'd probably say I, it's a tough on that. I really like Gimme Shelter. Mm. Um, I know it's, I know it's, I know it's it's boring, but I really like Jumping Jack Flash, and I like Miss You as well. What about you? I think is it Sympathy for the Devil? Oh, I love that one as well. Yeah, it's a great just one. Just starts really, I don't know. It just starts really like cool, and you can just imagine him dancing to it on stage and stuff. Yeah. I feel like it's a lot of their stuff is quite evocative. Like you can just imagine the band when you're listening to one of their songs. S- Sympathy for the Devil is that like the song they use in every film when they're explaining how difficult it's going to be to pull off what it is they need to do. <laughs> Usually a heist. Uh, yeah, like a heist. Yeah. yeah, it's like they're talking over it and be like. Like explaining, like you know, there's three levels of security and all that sort of, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> definitely, definitely one oh, no. of them. <laughs> and uh, favorite be- what's the favorite Beatles song then? Oh, Eight Days a Week. You've already eight, said Eight Days a Week. Yeah, I just love it. Yeah, Any time it comes on, week. it comes on, uh, and you just you know what it is immediately. And I feel like it's just like yeah. an instant like. And the energy is the same all the way through as well, like for the whole three minutes. Like it doesn't sort of dip and peak. It's just like, bam, high energy song from start to finish. So let's move on to talking about this week's film, which is Evolution from 2001. So spoiler one if you've not seen that one. Um, So I picked this one. Um, it's to give you a little bit of background on the film. It's basically evolution is a comedy about uh, a meteorite crashes to Earth in Arizona, in the states, and it is discovered by two uh, college science professors. They quickly sort of get more than they bargain for when they realise that it actually contains alien life that is evolving uh, a lot quicker than they expected, and things sort of things ensue from there. Really, it's um, it's 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 a sort of blockbuster sci-fi comedy. Really, so Alice, had you seen this one before? I had seen it, but only once and when I was quite a bit younger. Mm. And I, I actually thought that it was quite a bit older than than you said, 2001. I thought it come out in sort of the mid to late 90s. Mm. Um, so I must have seen it when I was maybe like 13, which would have been like just a couple of years after that, maybe. So yeah, only seen it once. I I kind of couldn't really remember what it was about, but I remembered enjoying it. I remembered that Orlando Jones was in it, and I vaguely remembered that Sean William Scott was in it, but I totally forgot that David Duchovny was in it. So why did you pick this one? So I I picked this because I think it's underrated. So so I think that when it came out, it didn't get a very good critical reception. Um, and I really like it. I think it's a good, I think it's a decent, entertaining comedy. Um, I will say, so I do have like a sentimental feeling for this film as well. So that might muddy the water, so to speak. But do you know what? I still think it's underrated despite my warm feelings towards the film. So that's why I picked it really. So let's see, let's, let's, let's get right into it and see if it is underrated. So what, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was definitely enjoyable. I thought it was fun. I thought there were some really funny moments. I thought the chemistry uh, between the three, David Duchovny, Orlando Jones and Sean William Scott, I thought that was really good. They all sort of bounced off each other quite nicely and all brought something quite unique to it. Um, I love I love that kind of that Arizona sort of Grand Canyon-esque rocky landscape that's just like bone dry and arid and like almost threatening in itself. And I, mm. I loved all that. And there were times where it reminded me a little bit of Tremors because obviously it's got the similar sort of landscape. So I enjoyed that. Um, it reminded me of a few films, actually. It's sort of... It takes a lot of energy from a lot of different places. Like there were times it reminded me of Gremlins, times it reminded me of like Men in Black. I loved the way it started. I know I go on about this a lot, like the way films start, but I was definitely curious. It's like, why is Sean William Scott out in the desert setting fire to a shed and putting a dummy in it dressed as a fireman? That leaves you with a lot of questions. And then you get this brilliant moment, obviously, with the meteorite uh, slams into the earth and you get a couple of like great explosions and a couple of great moments where he just gets like thrown from the scene. So I loved all that and I thought it was a great way to start. And then as soon as David Duchovny comes on screen, because of his association with the X-Files, that sort of immediately strikes a certain mood. Like you immediately think like, ooh, aliens, the unknown, something mysterious is going to happen just because he's on the screen. Um, So how did you feel watching it now? I know you said that you sort of have, you know, a bit of nostalgia for it. You watched it when you were quite younger. Did you sort of feel like the same watching it again this time? Like, had it been years since you'd seen it? 
Uh, yeah, it'd probably been a couple of years since I watched it all the way through. I, st- I still enjoyed it. So so I, I completely agree with you about the beginning as well, because I think that's not a point to be sniffed at. I think that's really important that it starts with a bang, literally. But sometimes now you get a lot of blockbusters, and we've talked about it before, and they drag things out and they build things up, whereas this, it just starts. And it's like, bam, you know, something's afoot, something's going on. But no, watching it again, I just, I think, I, I went into it thinking, oh, am I going to find a few issues with it because of the 20 years since it's been released and there was the odd thing which i'm sure we'll come on to but overall i was really surprised because i think it holds up pretty well and i think it's a tried and tested formula i think it's really well directed i think all the leads sort of like you say the three or four leads um are really likable so you've got david Duchovny, orlando jones sean william scott julianne moore i think all of them bring something else to the table all of them have got a lot of charisma, all of them are really likable, they all work really well together. I think it's upbeat, I think it's entertaining, I think it's I think it's funny as well. I, I, the, the bits that made me laugh, you know, when I first watched it, whenever it was, um, because I didn't watch it when it first came out, I mean, I mean, probably, I probably watched it a, a couple of years after that, um, but regardless of that, I still think it, the bits I laughed at, I still laughed at, and I think it's a, I think it's a good blockbuster comedy, it's really well paced, um, like, not a second or moment is is wasted in this film. It's a solid hour and a half, something like that. I think it's pretty much, it's pretty light and breezy. I think it's the sort of thing you want from from just a blockbuster comedy. It's not trying to, it's not trying to change the world, but I think it's, it's just good entertainment. I think it's funny. Yeah, and definitely just kind of like easy viewing as well. And yeah. Especially just going back to what you said then about it sort of keeping pace and like it starts with a bang and it really does. And obviously following with the theme of the fact that these, you know, these creatures are evolving so quickly and it just means that you're kind of, you get everything so quickly. And, you know, like you said, you haven't got these this like, you know, just long drawn out scenes of like build up and like, or, you know, the, you know, sort of like slow creepiness of like, Ooh, what's coming? What is the alien going to be? What's coming around the corner? It's just like, no, here you go. This yeah. is what the thing is. Um, and I, lo- I love the fact that the aliens, like there were so many different kind of forms that they took. They evolved into so many different, like kinds of different looking creatures that were just really colorful. And I thought visually that was really impressive, especially like towards the end where they get like fucking massive and they just look like giant flying dinosaurs. It's like, you'd be horrified. Um, and also all the foliage and stuff that kind of comes with it when they're in, in that cave with the meteor as, as hit. Um, so visually, I thought it was really impressive too. No, again, I, that's another thing I thought was I, I trying to look at it with the more critical eye rather than just as in with things to talk about for this. I think that the de- the design of it is really good. So I really like all the looks of the aliens, like you just said. You know, they 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 evolve from like single cell organisms right up to um, like dinosaurs and then primates. And I think it's quite interesting that they sort of follow evolutionary theory but they mirror earth so it's like they evolve into dinosaurs but they're sort of slightly different looking dinosaurs and they evolve into primates but they're slightly different looking primates and that sort of thing and i thought a lot of care and attention had got into into that to to make it look not necessarily like authentic but make it look a bit different and i thought that was really interesting and i i also thought that for the time the cgi was pretty good there's, yeah, definitely agreed. There's the odd wobbly bit, but there's there's films made after this which have got worse CGI, and I don't think there's a lot of it that there's nothing that was like oh, do you know, like you know, when some stuff like 
like it looks sort of like a crap video game cutscene. Like I, people always laugh, don't they, about the bit in The Mummy Returns when The Rock comes back as the Scorpion Pink King, and it literally looks like a, a cutscene from a video game from that time. Whereas this, you know, there were a few bits that are worse than others, but overall, I thought the the CGI was pretty solid still. Yeah, I think so. It definitely didn't age poorly at all, and it didn't sort of throw me out of it, you know, even given kind of the advancements of technology to this point. Um, there were a few moments as well that really made me laugh. Most of them were Orlando Jones's moments. Um, so when I know, and it's all so the humor is quite silly. Mm. So my favorite scene in the whole thing is when they infiltrate the psychs. Obviously, they've been kicked out, so it's like the you know the government agents have arrived, and they're mm. like, right, you guys get out of here. We're taking over, sort of thing. And they kind of infiltrate the scenario, and they put on the suits and stuff, and they you know uh, go down into the. So, so what is it? Is it has the meteor kind of slammed through the crust of the earth? Yeah, I think and it's gone just, into yeah. the ground. I think it's yeah? just, I think it's just meant to have created a cavern, right? As it's hit so, the earth, and then they build a site around it. Yes. Okay. So they travel down into there and then all that stuff that's going on. And obviously he gets like a little, like a, a giant mosquito sort of looking thing kind of makes its way into his suit and then goes up his rectum. And <laughs> it's it's not funny. It's just immature, Alice. It's, just, it's, it's, it's just, so immature. It's immature. Nothing going up anyone's <laughs> bum is ever funny. It's not. <laughs> but the, I thought that scene was done quite all right. And it did make me think that it was sort of like if, like I know I said Tremors before, but like if Tremors was a bit more family friendly, yeah. like the humor yeah. is more, it's definitely suitable for children. Like I think maybe there was like, like a couple of swear words in there or whatever, but it's all very silly. Like you don't feel like there's no real threat, is there? It's definitely it's PG, all... isn't it? It's definitely a PG yeah. sort of deal, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and one of the other moments uh, from Orlando as well, and it's just a little simple thing, but they're in the courthouse and they're sort of fighting with the, is it, is it the, who is it who's come to get them? Is it just like the American government? Is it the American army? Is it the CIA? The bit in the beginning, the bit where she puts him in a deposition and, it, and you find out that he had the anthrax vaccine. Mm. Oh yeah, that was funny. Is that the bit you mean? Yeah, I think they're just... Um, yeah, it's that um, they're fighting. They've stopped the two professors, David Covey and Orlando Jones, from doing any work, and they're fighting it in a in a court. I think. Yeah, it's one so, of those and, like and it's one of those funny. like nondescript American like film things. It's like you've got a court date in like twelve hours. Like, yeah, it and takes well, months. also, <laughs> also, were there any lawyers present? No. Like, they were just, they were just sort of questioning each other and just defending themselves. Like, there was no lawyers present at all. And but, I was but like, it's funny okay. enough. It's funny enough and likable enough that that doesn't matter for me. <laughs> yeah, for me, anyway, just, I was just, just like, take it. <laughs> so what? They've got, you know, they got a court date in twelve hours and they're representing themselves. And you know, it's just, I just, I don't know. I don't think that sort of thing matters. But I know what you mean that bit. Yeah, like they just kind of needed that scene to happen. Um, and anyway, just the tiny little thing is Orlando Jones calls the judge your majesty. And I just <laughs> oh, found yeah. that very funny. Because it's sort of, he's quite... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. He comes across, I suppose, as like not really like world-wise, if you mm. know what I mean. Like world-weary, is that the term? Like David Duchovny's character, obviously he's got this kind of messy history. Mm. Um, what's his name? Ira. Ira That's Kane, it. I'm trying yeah. to start using their names. Ira and Harry, isn't it? So Ira's got this messy history. Yeah, I forgot about the anthrax vaccine. Then he talks about all the side effects and like people were like so angry at him or whatever for doing it. Um, and he just seems a bit more kind of switched on. Well, I guess because he worked for the government, didn't he? And he does say like, I know how these people operate. Like I know kind of what we've got to do to get X, Y and Z yeah. or whatever. And then Orlando Jones's character, Harry, is just kind of like a little bit more innocent to the world, I think. And then you've got Sean William Scott's character who... I, his name escapes me now. Do you remember? Wayne. Wayne. I only remember that so, because of the... Wayne Gray did some chemistry in high school. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Wayne Gray. Um, yeah, and then so then you've got him who's like the next level down who's just sort of... I guess, I guess simple. I wonder if he's just simple a guy. Is, he's just is, a guy with no... Yeah, with no scientific knowledge who found the who found the meteorite. But really excited about everything, isn't he? Yeah. He's kind of like just really happy to be going along for the ride. But that's it, isn't it? And they're all, the three of them are so likable. And then you got Julianne Moore in there as well as the sort of female lead slash love interest. But there's just loads of, I think there's loads of, because a lot of the criticism, which we'll, we'll discuss with the critical reception, but a lot of the criticism I read was sort of aimed at the script as if there wasn't any work gone into it. But I just don't get that impression. I think there's plenty of funny quips and plenty of jokes about like the way the aliens look and stuff like that. Even like, and I know a lot of the humour is really daft and it is really immature but I, I don't think that matters I don't think everything has to be highbrow sometimes it's quite funny to make, be making jokes about the fact that something's flown up his bum and they have to, have to operate on him without lubricant like it's, I know it's daft it is but I don't know, I don't know. I'm, I'm immature what can I say you heard it here <laughs> finally first finally admitted it <laughs> I'm a child <laughs> So um, we'll move on to things that we perhaps didn't like or the, perhaps that we would change. So hit me. Is there anything? Are you going to dash my dreams? Not too bad, I don't think. Uh, so Julianne Moore's character, like, 
I thought she was a bit like nothing. Mm. Like I feel like they could have done more with her. Mm. It was literally like, oh shit, we need a love interest. Let's shoehorn her in. Um, she didn't really have her own personality much. Of. I mean, I'll be honest, there wasn't a huge amount of character development in the whole thing. But I thought from all of them, she was like the least defined and had the least history, mm. I thought. And it really did feel like she was just there because our main man needs a leading lady. Mm. And they did this, you know, the whole thing where she's incredibly clumsy and she sort of keeps tripping over and all this. And it's like, oh, yeah, I mean... I mean, you know, early 2000s, okay, I'll let you off. But obviously looking at that now, it's like, that's just really dated. It's like, oh, she needs a good, strong man to keep her on her feet. <laughs> no, but I, she did have a pretty powerful job. Yeah, and but I, I agree with you there. I think they do. I do it, it, it wasn't that I noticed they hadn't built her up enough because I think, like you say, they almost don't build anyone up enough. They just are what they are. But I do think that they don't build her and Ira Ira Kane to David Cobney's character's relationship up enough. It's like they've got a good chemistry, but it's sort of they go from hating each other to boning each other. And it's like, it's almost like it's because the two leads have to end up together. Yeah, it's just like we really so, want the scene where they have sex in a fire truck. Yeah. So we need to make that happen. Whereas you don't see any sort of significant or any like yeah. deep relationship development it's just oh they met they spoke to each other three times yeah. and now they're having sex just two good looking people going off for a shack like, but, exactly. but i i do i did that was what probably the only real issue i had was the ending because i'd forgotten that essentially what happens is they save the day and the governor of the state is giving them all medals and they sneak off for a shack like yeah. how <laughs> how horny are you that you well, can't wait to get one medal from the governor before you know popping off to do the old to do the old business like like well, how like and I, I'm not being funny but you know you are getting a medal that's pretty good but and they're covered in the aliens ass juices yeah that's true that they said they've already established that that smells really really <laughs> bad so I can't imagine being horny oh, for that oh yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but they, I guess, I guess as well, because it, it it sort of maybe is catering to the younger audience. By doing that, it's kind of making the sex sort of like a bit funny and a bit lighthearted. It's very, because... um, it's very James Bondy, isn't it? It's very like you save the day, you know. You have you, you go off for a shag, and someone makes a comment about you know he's just attempting re-entry, sir, or you know I think yeah. you know all that all <laughs> that sort of thing. You know, and and it's just and that's all it is. It's just a bit of a tongue in cheek to end it on. But yeah, I, it, didn't, it doesn't. It's just something I noticed. It was like I've never noticed how sort of random that is before. But um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, was there anything else you, you didn't you took issue with? I not really took issue, but I think in general the the lines of action and the story development weren't particularly complex. No, you know, if if the characters needed something to happen, it just did happen. Yeah. It was like one character would say, "Oh, we need X, Y, and Z," and then another character would be like, "Oh, well, luckily enough, <laughs> yeah. I have X, Y, and Z." Yeah. Like when the towards the end with the to the young kids um, come into the they're in the classroom and they come in with all the beers and they're like, "Hey, everyone, have a beer," and they just happen to figure out that the answer to everything is head and shoulders and then they <laughs> manage to get all this head and shoulders at like a second's notice and then D David Duchovny's like looking 
looking at Julianne Moore's T-shirt because it's got the periodic table on it and he just figures it out magically and yeah. it just happens to be the thing that works. And there was just lots of that going on. Like it was just, you know, well, we need to get from here to here and then we need to make sure that this thing happens. And then there wasn't kind of much development or much work going into seeing how we get from yeah. step one to step two to step three. But it's it isn't that sort of film. No, like it is, no. it's pretty, like it's pretty goofy, isn't it? And I feel yeah. like the main draw the main draw is the aliens and yeah. it is that's that's the thing yeah so kind of everything else sort of takes like you know second place to that so it didn't like bother me but that would be i think a valid criticism of the film if you did want a more sort of fleshed out story yeah. i do think I, I i i would agree with that as well there's a lot of like you say there's just convenient there's convenient things that happen in it and and, and like you know they want to kill one of the aliens, which is sort of like a pterodactyl. So they just find some guns, which there would, I'm sure there would be guns in a shopping mall in America, but all three of them oh, yeah. exceptionally proficient with a shotgun. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's just one, it's just one of them, isn't it? It's just daft. It's not, it's harmless. I think, I think if I had an issue with it, it would boy, it would look at the end of the day, it's the same old thing that we've talked about before. The script's 20 year old. So it's a bit cliched at times and it is a bit, misogynistic it's a bit lechy there's a lot of male characters referring to women and objectifying women jokes about you know all those girls were over 18 or showering with girls or like you know when the bit you're talking about where he's going to look at a top because it's got the periodic table on and he goes you know take your teeth off i'll show you and the other male character's like yeah take your t-shirt off it's like well that again i know it's it's not right but it's nowhere near as bad as something like 40 Days and 40 Nights or, or American <laughs> Pie or, you know, yeah. a lot of films that came out around the time. It's just a bit, I think it's just one of them, it's a bit dated in the same way that you get a lot of other references in films from other times that make references that are now perceived as, well, that's not really acceptable, is it? But you can't go back and change it. So I think you, I, my point of view would be to look at it with the, well, you know, it is what it is. It's not that way now. So sort of give it the benefit of the doubt, I guess. So we'll move on to talking about the critical reception in just a minute, but I believe, much like the aliens in the film Evolution, you're going to take us on a journey, Alice. Oh, nice one, Josh. I like it. What yes. a link that was. <laughs> <laughs> Flawless, as always. So yes, please join me now down the rabbit hole for this bit. We are going to call Alice down the rabbit hole. So... Let's talk about one of my favourite men in Hollywood, Orlando Jones. He was born in Alabama in the late 60s, but soon moved to South Carolina. One of his first acting experiences was the scary werewolf in a haunted house that he worked in to raise some extra cash for prom. After a few jobs here and there in the late 80s, Orlando became one of the original cast members of Mad TV, a sketch show inspired by Mad Magazine, where he earned himself quite the reputation as an impressionist. He left after two seasons to pursue a movie career and even nabbed his own late-night talk show on FX called The Orlando Jones Show. But the reason we all know and love Orlando Jones is because of one of the greatest films of all time. That's right, The Replacements. He said of the film that he enjoyed making a feel-good movie. He said of the film that he enjoyed making a feel-good movie, but in his words said, didn't want to just be the funny black dude, instead wanting to show the wonder of someone who's just got into the NFL, which was easy as he was absolutely thrilled to be working alongside Gene Hackman and Keanu Reeves. More recently, Jones appeared in the amazing TV series American Gods and doesn't plan on stopping anytime soon, with plenty more Orlando Jones projects on the horizon, adding to an already impressive career spanning over four decades. And that was Alice Down the Rabbit Hole. 
You said something funny about the replacements to you, Josh. No, I, th- I think yeah. I, I don't know, but I believe we did an episode on it where you were featured. No, uh, I can't remember. Maybe we should yeah, do it again. Yeah. Maybe we should you want do, to do it, it again. again. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. If, if we're doing it again, then we're doing Minority Report again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> So there we go, a little insight into the career of the wonderful Orlando Jones there. Um, So let's move on to talk about the critical reception. Um, So look, I preface this by saying I know it didn't do very well. So I knew that going into it. So how do you think it did roughly critically? Um, Yeah, given what you've said, and because, you know, trying to think like the critics, um, I reckon like maybe a modest six like maybe a really sort of early six, but mm. I definitely wouldn't think any higher than that. And I would think that in terms of sort of audience, critics, IMDb, all that sort of thing. Go on, wow me. So you're not far off in a sense. So on IMDb, mm. it gets 6.1 out of 10 at the time of recording. Oh, oh however, hang on. God, I'm good. You are good at this. I'm, <laughs> I, however... On Rotten Tomatoes, or Tomatoes, as the characters would say in Evolution, um, it is. It gets 47% from the audience mm. and 43% from mm. the critics, which I think is, is way too low, mm. personally. Yeah, um, interesting as well that the critics, so that's really close between like the critics and the audience, I mean, isn't yeah. it? Which so is you rare. Might, so, so the audience score from IMDb, I would personally say is... It's. I mean, look, I would probably give it higher than that, but I can see its flaws. So I'd probably say roughly, slightly underrated, roughly right. I'd, pro- I'd probably go like a seven, personally. Ooh, but, that's but quite a respectable I can score. understand. Yeah, but I can understand why it might get something like a six. But 43, 47% for me is way too low. And I had a look at sort of, well, what, what were their issues with it? And their issues seem to be... There's two issues. One... It seems to be that a lot of them couldn't get on board with the script. But the main issue is that it's the director of Ghostbusters and it's not Ghostbusters. Like, that's not a criticism. No. Like every Spielberg film, you don't go, so it... well, not Jurassic Park though, is it? Do you know what I mean? Like, no. It's not. I don't think that. I think that's, that's sort such of. A... It, it's not Ghostbusters. Well, it's not Citizen Kane either. It's not trying to be yeah, it's anything. Not Transformers. It's its, I like, it's thing. It is what it is, and and I think I could. You know they, they, a lot of them seem to different? think oh, it's a lazy remake of Ghostbusters. But I don't know about you, but I don't remember Ghostbusters being famous for its aliens. <laughs> and I understand what they're saying. I understand it's a similar format with aliens, but for me, it's a tried and tested formula. So sure, it's not a remake. Like it's... it's not a remake of Ghostbusters. It's just that one's ghosts and one's aliens, and they're a sort of sci-fi comedy blockbuster so for me i'm gonna say underrated what about you i mean but definitely with criticisms like that as well like it's i don't know it's just weird like if you want to give me something tangible then fine but you could watch anything and say well it's not this though is it yeah. like you said it's not citizen k well unless yeah, it's, Paddington it's not too. it's not match of the day is it it's like well no <laughs> it's, it's not <laughs> It's not a plate of chocolate gatto, yeah, is it? Yeah, it's like, yeah. No, no, you you yeah, are bang yeah. on there. It's not, hold, it's, not, it's not holding your firstborn child, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it can say anything. It's just bollocks. <laughs> no, I totally agree. Um, uh, 
I reckon the IMDb score is about right. Like I would probably give it that. But I do think, I th- I think the Rotten Tomatoes score is low and I would definitely say it's underrated. And I think that really ignores, like, because like we've said, visually, like in terms of the costume, um, it, when it comes to the aliens, I mean, sorry. So like the props, um, although, you know, those um, kind of gorilla type aliens, they were definitely dudes in costumes. So there was a lot of work that went into that. And I think to give it that lower score just really ignores all that hard work. I completely agree. So there we go. Should we say underrated? Yeah, definitely. Evolution is underrated. So there we go. Another one for the underrated pile. If you'd like to get in touch with us, if you've got a film you want to suggest, if you've got a random question for us, it's filmsinthatpod at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, just films in that pod. And the website is justfilmsinthatpod.com. Um, Alice, thank you very much for joining me as ever pleasure as always josh and thank you and it's goodbye from me cheerio bye hold up What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.